Wanna Vibe is a podcast and resource speaking simply about all things wellness. We want to break down each topic and start from the beginning, avoiding the assumption that everyone knows the building blocks to a particular subject. The way we see it, wellness is all-encompassing of each aspect that affects our everyday lives. In addition to our faves like fitness and nutrition, this could mean anything from relationships to careers, finances, spirituality, and so much more. We are Abby and Issa. Wanna Vibe? Seven, eight. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to One of Vibe. Yay, I'm Issa. Abby here reporting for duty, sir. <laughs> I have to tell you that um, I posted a little snippet that we shared on the One of Vibe Instagram story. Um, we have an upcoming episode with... Uh, Jessica Kaler, who's a dermatological PA, and mm-hmm. she does all of my she does my face. Um, she does my face. But she recently moved from the New York, New Jersey area down to Pittsburgh, and she travels back up here um, and sees patients like quarterly. And so I saw her this week, and we did the maximum amount of injections that a single person can do in one sitting. Like, it was crazy. My lips are still swollen, and I'm still talking funny. But... Lately, in my age, I have been, my earlobes have been like deflating. Deflating? Yeah. It's a thing. I mean, it's a thing. Like elongating? So, I mean, I can't show you now, but it's not that, it's not elongating in a way that like I'm wearing heavy earrings, right? And my my earlobes are being pulled. It's literally in a way that like my earlobes are losing volume. Do your ears hang low? Do they wobble? They literally do hang low and wobble to and fro. And they also looked like tiny vaginas, like as opposed to an earring hole. It was, it looked (laughs) like I had a gauge. In my ear. No way. And it was just strictly because I, I almost never wear earrings that aren't studs. And when I do, it's like they're super lightweight. I'm kind of like anal about it. But right. just like as age, you lose volume like in your face, in everywhere, your butt, like in your earlobes too. Not my butt. It's true. So my earlobes started to just like, when I would wear studs, the studs would hang down. Like when you're oh, saggy like boobs, forward. Yeah. your nipples looked at the floor. It was like that. On my ears. So when I went to see Jess, we put fillers in my earlobes. Wow. And now I have the earlobes of a child. Right. Oh my God. Like infantile earlobes. (laughs) Thank you so much. (laughs) I just had to share because I'm so excited about it. Good for you. Thank you. Whatever makes you feel good. I mean, well, really more like when I would take out like my diamond studs, it looked like someone had shot me. Like there was a ho- actual hole in my ear. Oh my god! It was crazy, just from just life. Anyway, that is my update of the week. What's my update? How of the are week? your earlobes doing? My earlobes are fine. I actually am starting to look into doing Botox, and I know we always discuss this, but I'm actually like putting the ah. It's sorry, okay. it's okay. Everybody, calm down. I just messed something up on the computer. No, you didn't. It's oh. right there, guys. I'm sorry that I screamed in your ears oh just god. now. It really Somebody. freaked me out. Catastrophe, much. Anyway, I'm trying to look into getting Botox. I don't want to do fillers yet. You don't need fillers. But I want to do a little Botox in my forehead. So I'm starting the process of like... Jess will be back first week of December. Then maybe I'll do it then. So what else? Nothing. I'm boring. Yeah. I'm boring. I took a pre-workout this morning, so I'm still like... Crazy. Mm, I've been off like a wild mongoose. I haven't taken pre-workout. I can't tell you how long. I haven't taken it in a while, but I was struggling this morning and I took a little and I'm I'm trying really hard to be more conscientious of my uh, caffeine intake oh yeah 
adrenal fatigue right. and all of the things. I haven't been drinking coffee either, actually, literally except today. I love coffee and therefore I'd rather have coffee than pre-workout. I had both. So, and also lately around 1 p.m. I've been liking a cup of coffee. So I'd rather have a morning coffee and an afternoon coffee than a pre-workout and a morning coffee. You know what I'm saying? Got it. I don't know how we got here. I'm sure no one listening to this yeah, gives sorry, a flying guys. fuck. I'm so sp- <sighs> but just for the one and a half people that might give a flying fuck, that's our life update. Yeah. Thanks for listening. And today's vibe is um, something that we have gotten some questions on. Yeah. And that's our respective certifications mm-hmm. and the things that went into said respective certifications. So what's your certification? So I am um, a certified nutritionist, health and wellness um from AFPA, which stands for American Fitness Professionals and Associates. And so profesh. So profesh. And Isa, you are a certified spin instructor. That's right. Um, I'm you also not a certified personal right trainer. Round. I am a, a certified personal trainer failure. You know what, though? I have to retake my test. Now you know what to expect. Put it on the to-do list. Yeah, you'll be fine. The good thing about failing is that you get another six months to have that shit looming over your head. Sounds stressful. <sighs> but now you know what to expect. You know how to study. And she only... One question. I was going to say one point. One fucking question, guys. I'm sorry. Listen, a lot of people I know that have passed NASM are not that smart. <laughs> and so I, I'm not really sure I quite comprehend. But what's interesting to me about like the dichotomy of... I mean, I'm just going to jump in and share my story and go for it because I'm now I'm, I'm on a roll. But I got certified in nutrition out of sheer desire for more knowledge. So I think what the commonality that you and I share in why we got certified was because mm-hmm. we were both on our respective paths of like self-improvement. Right. And you were taking spin classes, right? And then you decided to get certified in spin. Yeah. I was learning about food, learning about the effects that different macronutrients and different food groups and micronutrients and vitamins have on my body. And I was consuming just like such a high volume of content via like books and like online research and things like that, that I just, and mind you, everything I read had contradictory Always, like anything. Yeah. I mean, just like literally like anything. But I just felt like in order to, for myself to make, at least for myself, at the very least, the most educated decisions, I wanted to like get an accredited education around nutrition. Yeah. And so there are two schools I feel like that are the most notable and that's AFPA and there's um, IIN, which is Institute for Integrative Nutrition. Who's IIN that we... Kendall. Kendall is. But I'd say a lot of practicing health coaches are IIN certified. Mm -hmm. Um, I think... What made you go with AFPA? So one, I wasn't really... Like this wasn't something I was looking to like pursue as a career. Right. Um, IIN is a year-long program. Mm -hmm. It's uh, like five grand. And they do a lot more for you in terms of like setting up your business aspect. Right. getting you to a place where like you can, you know, function in terms of taking on clients and all of those things. Mm -hmm. Whereas AFPA 
I, I think, um, is more straight to the point, just nutrition information. Yeah. It's also like a fraction of the price and it's six months versus a year. And we always talk about it too, where if you want to make a change, just become knowledgeable and absorb all the information that you can so that you can, uh, you ever try and half-ass a test? You don't study? Hello. Oh Yeah. <laughs> oh, touched a nerve. Sorry. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like to you want to just feel fully prepared and that way it'll benefit you as opposed to like when, for example, like when I'm starting a new workout and I just kind of glaze over what it says, mm-hmm. I'm not like reading and like actually doing what it's just like, oh, do a few curls. Okay. Mm-hmm. And I do that, but I'm not reaping the benefits of what I could be. Have I, had I just focused and read what I was really right. supposed to do. Right. So. And that's exactly. So what I experienced when I started AFPA was that I was already so deep and so interested in nutrition and food and like the effect that it has on your body that the course and the learnings itself came kind of naturally to me. Yeah, you were into it. Versus NASM, which is, what does NASM stand for? NASM does, um, is one of the most highly accredited um, fitness certifications that you can get. Right. And they do, um, it's the National Academy of Sports Medicine, DERP. I should have known that. DERP. But they do personal training. They do group training. They do nutrition. They do a bunch of other things. Yeah. Um, but they're most known for their their fitness related stuff. And the difference between liking food, understanding food, and then being educated on food is a fuck of a lot different than liking to work out and being educated around how to teach somebody to work out. Yeah. So I didn't fully think that through. And I was just like, oh, I love fitness. I love working out. I want to learn more. I want to learn how I can help other people do this. Yeah. Not fully thinking through that, like knowing and liking how to work out is fully different than understanding skeletal system, cardiovascular system, muscular system, and how many reps per set that someone in phase two of the OPT model needs to be doing. Like it's very intense. My eyes just glazed over. So hence, my one good eye, my one bad. Hence eye. my sixty nine score. That's all right, but now you know what the fuck to do. Yeah, you gotta go and attack that shit. That's nothing is linear, y'all. I know. Fail I was until preaching you, about that until like you last make week, it. wasn't I? Yeah. Um. So, yeah. So, I just started with AFPA because I just legit wanted to know more. Um. And the process was a lot of people asked me like what the process was like. Yeah. We did a poll on Instagram stories that we then lost the that answers my to. Fault. I don't even know how. Listen, whatever shit happens. But We're they, gonna do our best to address. Yeah. They. I, a I lot know there was the a question that was asking because not only did you do your AFPA, but you did it while having a family and like raising a child and like running a business and working. Yeah. So, so the like, great thing about these online courses, NASM included, is that they're self-study. And not timed? Like there's, is there like a certain time? There's a certain time. AFPA was six months. Okay. Uh, I think NASM was six months too. So you have six months, whereas IIN was a year and I'm not, I can't speak to the structure of IIN. I just know that the whole thing is a year. Right. Um, but NASM and AFPA are six months and they basically give you all the information up front with like a syllabus and a breakdown and a textbook and all of the things. Okay. And you study and consume that information at your leisure and you have six months to take the test. So with AFPA, I think I took the test at like four months because I just like blew through the material. And you were ready. Whereas with NATHAM, NATHAM, with NASM, I waited till the very, very last minute because I was like petrified. Right. Um, But because it's self-study, you're able to... 
it's not like you have to show up at, in a classroom. It's literally like you carve out the time when you can. What was the test like? Did you have to go somewhere for the test? The AFPI test was online. It was multiple choice. The NASM, you have to go to a center and take the test like you take the SATs. Jeez Louise. Only it's on a computer now because we're old as fuck. Yeah. Um, but it's also multiple choice. You're just like in like a little cubicle and like taking the test on a computer. I'm the worst test taker in the whole world. I used to be a very good test taker. Apparently not anymore. So uh, according to a question that one of my friends asked, yes, if you use it, if you don't use it, you lose it. Oh. Remember? Brian mm-hmm. asked that question. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes, but we asked somebody that question too, and they Jess. said no. Yeah. And she said no. I think it depends on the circumstance. So did you have to have like a minimum score for, mm-hmm. what was I it? I think they were both 70. That's great. Yeah, I think that's both. And so I got a 69 was 80, on but NASM. Spin was 80 and my test was But open. I remember getting like in the 80s, I believe, on AFPA. That's awesome. Um, but again, it just goes to show when you like feel strongly about content versus... Right, you were like deep into it. Yeah. So I personally would not have been able to do either one of these things without Jesse, who fully Shout out. like allowed me to have, you know, an hour every Jesse's night to study best, or whatever. Man. He really, he really, really is. is. It's insane. He's the best dad. It's insane how good of a dad he is. Um, and also the other thing is, is that a lot of these tools are available on apps or online. Mm -hmm. So I would take time, like when I, we were in longer car rides or when I was commuting, or if I was like waiting in a doctor's office or like any time that you would be scrolling through Instagram. I know. I would take that time. time. Have you ever taken the time to look at your Instagram time? No, but I fully deleted Instagram app for like a solid fucking month. And I was so productive. I had like a (laughs) tick, a tick, like literally I would go to the app just to open it and then realize I don't have it. And that was a huge, I mean, since then I've significantly cut down on my time and Mm -hmm. I only pretty much go on to post. I don't really go on to like look at other people's stuff. Right. And if you're at the top of my feed, I'll usually like your picture. Um, if you use utilize all the time that you do to to like look at Instagram, mm-hmm. you'd get so much more done. Totally. I think that also with Chico, my dog, because I'm like if you weren't so cute, I wouldn't have to stop every time to tell you how cute you are. This would save me a lot of Chico, time. Chico, stop being so fucking cute. I'm like, why are you so cute? Um Yeah, so I just bung it out. That's the past tense. Past tense of bang. Wow. It's not really. No, banged is. I know. I like bung. I know. Bung is good. That's from a movie. We're going to bang like we've never bung before. (laughs) What the hell movie is that from? Oh, no. I don't watch movies. Um, It's from some cheesy, like, comedy movie, I'm sure. (laughs) So, how do you use your certification now? I. Initially, when I had a little bit more free time, I I had a few people that I coached. Um, It's a really weird thing when you're first starting out because there are so many different methodologies that you can teach. Yeah. And the biggest thing I think, and I think you can probably speak to this with spin too, is that like you have to kind of like come into your own and like own your your niche, right? Like what methodology am I going to stand behind? What practices, what techniques am I going to stand behind? Like you can't please everyone. You can't be a teacher to everyone. You can't have everybody as your customer. Um, And so that for me was like a really big learning experience because what I truly believe in honestly is like macro counting. Like that's 
to me, that's the step towards intuitive eating. Mm -hmm. And um, I think a lot of people think that macro counting is like, you know, a diet and they think it's restrictive and there's a lot of different... um, opinions about it. For sure. My opinion is that this is what has worked for me. This is what has worked for people around me. Like this is a proven way to, um, just become more aware of your portion sizes and like what you're putting into your body and what effect that has on your body composition. Yeah. Um, so it took me a while to learn that because macro counting is not for everyone, but I never wanted to say no to people. Okay. And so therefore I had clients that were not a good fit for me. And maybe clients that were not fully committed to making changes, right? but think that I'm a miracle worker and I'm their pill, right? And I can make things happen when really like, I'm here to hold you accountable. I'm here to guide you, but I'm not here to do the work for you. Yeah. And so it took me... And people get confused with that. I was in that recently. It took me a while to figure it out. And and I just honestly, quite frankly, have not had time to coach people. And for the most part, I think I've used my education personally more than anything. Right. Um, But I hope that one day... I will like pick it back up again and be able to help people because at the end of the day, it's truly about just like educating other people and empowering them and giving them the tools to make changes in their life that are going to make them better. Absolutely. And make them feel better. And then you see results and it feels amazing to have somebody say like, you help me change or like help me see just to like, even just kind of guide you in the right direction. And you know, that's a great feeling to be like, thank you so much for doing that quantity, quality versus quantity, quality over quantity, I think is, is something that a lot of people get confused with. You know what I mean? Like I'd rather have one client that killed it versus 10 that were just like, whatever. Right. They're just like, I'm sure it's the same in your spin class. Like you'd rather have one person leave like high as fuck versus 10 people leaving and being like, eh. Right. You know? No, totally. So how did, like, how did you... I know that you started spin as a student. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) It's a rough one. Slowly crept your way to the front of the room. Yeah. So like spin changed my life for sure. Um, When I first started spinning, it it started like my relationship with myself again. Um, And when I started, I had struggled with managing my emotions. I was like drinking and drugging and like fucking around for a while. And I gained a ton of weight and lost most, if like not all of my self-confidence, as you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I don't know what happened. It was just like one day I was like, I started going to these spin classes at 5.30 in the morning. Why spin? What was it about spin that like, did it seem not intimidating or, or like less intimidating, I should say? I or think like, so because like running was hard for me. Running is hard. I know. And I like was carrying a lot of weight and I would see people that I knew like at the track and it was embarrassing and I, embarrassing for me, I'm sure they don't give a fuck, but yeah. for me, it's like, yeah. it was hard. And so then spin is in this dark room. Mm-hmm. I'm there at five 30 in the morning. I don't fucking know anybody. Mm-hmm. And I would just creep around and like sit in the back and I started establishing relationship with the uh, teacher. Mm-hmm. And he was really nice and would just be really encouraging. Never pick on me. That's my biggest thing is that I don't want somebody coming to me like, don't touch the dial on my bike. Mm -hmm. You know, like you don't know where I'm coming from. Mm -hmm. And like just you can be there and just encourage me. And he learned my name. And granted, they started calling me Bella. My name is not Bella, but I didn't plan on staying there long. And then John, like, then I'm there for months and you start having like your little spin gang where people recognize, they notice when you're not there. And they're like, where were you on Wednesday? And I'm like, 
how dare you wonder where I am? But then also it's really nice. And yeah. You feel welcome there. Right. So, but John always laughs because he's like, you let it go on too long because everyone that episode there. episode of Friends. Have you ever seen an episode of Friends where they, their the coworker calls Chandler Toby? No. And it happened one time and then it happened another time and he never corrected him. And then he'd worked at the company for five years and this guy was still calling him Toby. Oh my gosh. I can't believe you've never seen this episode. Sorry. I mean, it's Friends. Yeah. So every, they all call me Bella. That's And so I'm like, funny. that's not my name, but like we're here now. So... <laughs> You know, we start, I started going and then I would get more confident and Eddie would be like, you got to get out from the back row. You Mm got to move to the middle. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, oh God, okay. But I trusted him and he made me like, his classes were so good and they like made me feel positive. And then I started seeing changes in my body. Then one day he's like, you got to move to the front row. I'm like, fucking Good for you, Eddie. Yeah, Eddie's a good dude. And then from there he was like, you should just get your certification. Why aren't you spinning? You know, like, why aren't you doing this? So finally, after I got to the front, then (laughs) after I got to the front row, then I was just like, I'm going to go for this. He like planted the seed for me to be like, I'm confident enough in myself that I think that I can really do it. And so that's where this whole thing started. And then I brought it up to John and I said, do you think that this will like affect our relationship? And he's like, no, do it. Like, As a matter of fact, your fucking boyfriend is intuitive enough and emotionally in tune enough, which is a rarity I know. in the male species, to know that this was going to benefit you and by proxy benefit him. Right. And your relationship. Right. Because working out like helps my He's, anxiety. He was looking at the long term <laughs> He's like, this bitch will leave me Smart alone. Smart <laughs> dude. He was like, no, because he was like, you know, maybe initially this will take time away from us, but long term, this is going to benefit us. Right. For sure. Fucking smart. I know. And mind you, I was still overweight when I was doing all these things. So when I was like trying out, I had, I think maybe I lost like 15 pounds at that point, but so I was feeling good, but it definitely wasn't like where I wanted to be. And I, I don't know. It was nice to have somebody who believed in me and was like, yeah, let's do this. So getting certified, it's like lots of notes. You have to read through all the books and everything else. And you learn a lot about like your heart rate and how it affects your weight loss and things that I never even thought about. You know, it's just like, I'm just going to do cardio. And Mm -hmm. so it's nice. Again, knowledge is power. Learn everything. Absorb it all. Uh, The test was open book, but... Fuck. I know, dude. But, like, I learned so many things. And also, have you ever taken an open book test before? You have to read the shit so that you know where it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, it's a time test. So it's not like open book and I can just go through it and be like, who cares? No big deal. Like, it was a ton like 300 pages worth of stuff that you needed to know where it was mm-hmm. and like have read it so that you can get like an idea of what you were doing I think the hardest part of the um, certification was actually going you have to be there for eight hours and you're riding for like six of them yeah you're, you're like on the bike for like six hours why Th- because they do like cadences and like then you'll stop and you'll learn they'll like teach you things and they'll talk about stuff and they'll ask Holy you questions shit. where yeah. did you go to do this i had to go to ramsey mm. and they host them they host them di- in different places they'll have them in new york they, was it at like a cycle studio or no it was at a gym oh a gym with a cycle studio in it right so i think it was a. Uh, a New York sports club. Mm. It was just in Ramsey. So you had to do the physical training first. And there were some people that popped off their bikes and they're like, fuck this noise. I'm not doing it. Do you it. pay for it? Oh, yeah. It's like uh, $350. Or three. And people just seriously quit? Yep. That's insane. Yeah, it's like $350 to get certified. I went through spinning. 
There's Mad Dog, which is spinning now. And then there's like Reebok <laughs> and like a few other ones. Um, damn, there's another one. Uh, I'm going to blank out. Whatever. I'm annoyed. Sorry, guys. Um, but you just, you know, you choose whatever works for you. Spinning is like very specific. They don't do certain moves. I don't abide by that. Mm. Some moves I do. Rebel. But like, I'm not like, Soul Cycle teaches you how to like, like tap dance. back. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't tap back. Um, or like they do like arm movements. I don't do that. Um, so that's really it. I'm more like dance to the beat, dance to mm-hmm. the cadence or whatever. So uh, at first, like I didn't, after I got certified, I didn't even want to teach. So I was, I was intimidated. Yeah, getting certified is like one thing and then teaching is like a whole other a thing. Whole and imposter world. syndrome is fucking real. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> God. I've learned about that recently and I was like, dang, that kind of sounds like me. I, from what I, I have been told, it doesn't ever go away. Really? hmm Maybe it's different as a fitness instructor. <laughs> I don't know. I, I was super intimidated and, and I... I sent in a video to Cycle Bar and then tried out for the YMCA. I wasn't ready for like Soul Cycle or anything like that. And also, like what I was ashamed but Soul of Soul Cycle is like being a rocket. Like it's like insane. Yeah. But I was like, I'm not gonna try out. And then after talking to Kendall when she was um telling us about how she was Doing like 20 classes a week. And in different locations. Mm-hmm. Like you don't just have like a studio and you go to one. Yeah. You're I like think traveling it to several I think it depends because I, from what I understand, and I, again, I'm like making this up, but I think like that was her job. Like that was her source of income. So in order to teach, in order to teach as many classes as she could, she had to go to different locations to get on different schedules to bring in as much income as possible. Right. I think. I I don't think that at SoulCycle, because I've taken SoulCycle before and I... Mm -hmm. Like the instructors, like especially in Manhattan, the instructors are specific to a certain location for the most part. Yeah. You know? So I think you get to probably have some sort of say. Oh, that's good. Because it sounded overwhelming when she was like, oh, well, we'll I mean, on that, 17 classes a week is insane. Insane. Literally. I'm anyway. exhausted. But um, so what happened was I wasn't going to teach like or... I was hesitant to try out. And then I went to a site, I went to a soul cycle class in Boston. Um, and when I went there, there was this teacher named Ryan and he was, I swear to God, I felt like I went to church when I went to his class. I had never felt so uplifted and positive. And I came back to, and I was like, John, I just experienced, like I had an experience at this class and it lit this fire in me that was like, that's how I want to make people feel mm-hmm. like you're strong mm-hmm. and that you can fucking do it. And even if this is your first time, who fucking cares? Mm-hmm. Because start like he said, um, be open, like just sign off to being a beginner. Which yeah. I think is something that people huge. don't want to hear. We've talked about this before. I know. It's so huge. Like, you have to go into it. If you're sweating and you're fucking struggling, great. Come back next week. Let's do it again. Yeah. You know? Or like, come back to the next class. Let's do it again. So that inspired me to try out. And then that's what I did. And so I went to the YMCA and I had a physical, like, interview. She said it was an interview. I didn't but know. But you had to teach the class yeah, to did. her. I didn't know that I was going to have to do that. I didn't even wear a sports bra on my poor titties. Oh I know. my God. I, I wore like athleisure because that's literally all I own. Yeah. And then I was like, oh my boobs, Jesus Christ. Like I didn't think it through. I guess yeah. I just thought maybe it was just more personality than yeah. anything. Anyway, I got it. They fucking liked me. And now I teach three times a week there. Mm-hmm. And it is like in the beginning, nobody 
knew that who I was, so nobody was coming to my classes. And that's what's hard about group classes too, is I feel like you really have to put in your time to build a following. I was basically begging people to come. You are coming to my class. I like going to your class. Thank you. It's just a hard time for me. I know. My mom comes to my class. My girlfriends like Erbeth and Mella were showing up, coming to my class. I just felt really good. Even if I had three people, I didn't fucking care. And then today? Booked. Full Full class. It was awesome. And it's really nice because like I have regulars and it's like a thing. And it just like, it makes me feel really good. And what I like is that once you start working out, and we've talked about this, like for me, I started working out spinning and then it changed my nutrition mm-hmm. slowly. Same. Like I would not sta- spinning, but same. I would start eating. I'd be like, I'm going to have a burger, but no bun, <laughs> you yeah, know, like silly things. things like that. But it was because I was working out. Like, why am I going to work hard just to destroy the rest of, you right. know, what I'm trying to achieve? Right. So it was really cool. I think it's imper- important to immerse yourself in things that you're interested in. And I don't think people do that enough. Like, don't give a fuck about what it looks like or what people might say. Run it by your supportive friends and your family and, like, get their perspective on it for sure. I remember, like I told you, I remember asking John if he was okay if I was doing it. And he said, fine. I've yet to go to a spin class now teaching and think, like, fuck, I don't want to do this. Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes I'm tired, yeah, but, like, when I go there... I just feel like I can work out all the negativity or any weight that you come in with and then you can just not take it with you when you leave. Mm -hmm. You know, you can just like really just let it all out. Like Mm -hmm. I want people to feel like they could like scream and cry in my class and then leave and feel good. Like you went to therapy. Mm -hmm. Like that's what I think is the most important. My favorite thing to say like at the end of a class and I truly, truly, truly believe this is it is a really big deal that you showed up for yourself today. Yeah, 100%. Because I think people think that's cheesy too where they're like, what a doofus saying this. But if you start speaking to yourself and like letting your soul absorb that, it, it, it's a really big deal when you go to the gym and you make time for yourself. A hundred percent. It is a really big deal when you take care of yourself in any capacity. It's so funny. This is like kind of related, but not. Um, but one of my friends last night asked me if it was weird that I wasn't working out with you and Kayla anymore. Right. And I said... Oh, good question. I know. And I was like, yes, it's yes. Like, obviously, like, I miss the social aspect of it. But I said, you guys have to understand, like, I wake up to Dylan. And then I drop him off and I go to the gym and then I go to work all day and I have my coworkers and my clients and whatever. And then I come home to Jesse and Dylan. And Dylan goes to bed and I go to sleep with Jesse. And I'm like, so a sacrifice that I had to make was I had to, one, like... First, it was like not going to Chantel anymore for for now. Right. But then it was like when you and I were working out together and I said, I'm like, I have to have that one hour a day where it's just me because without that, like going to lose my fucking mind. And it's so true. Like to show up for yourself, if you don't show up for yourself, who the fuck are you showing up for? That's the thing. Like, and if you can have faith in that little sentence, you know, you just, your whole outlook starts to change and the universe shows up for the faithful. Mm -hmm. And if you're going to, like you said, if you're, if you're not going to be your own number one fan, who's going to be? Yeah. You can't rely on other people. If you're not going to fill your cup, how are you going to help other, like, you know what I mean? Can you imagine if we didn't, if we stopped going to the gym together and we just both stopped going? No. Like, I literally can't. Yeah, like you can't put your eggs in someone else's basket. Yeah. And be like, here, hold this and carry me with you. Yeah. And that's what I love about spin is that it's a you thing. 
-hmm. you show up for yourself and you get there, but then you leave and you like see people that you know, and it's a weird bonding because you're, you become friendly. I just love that shit. Yeah. And I just want people to always leave feeling better than how they came in. And sometimes I play like weird songs. It's also damn near impossible to leave any kind of gym class not feeling better. That's what I was thinking to myself this morning. Like when I really didn't want to be going to the gym was like, if I don't go, I'll regret it. But if I do go, I won't regret it. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think for sure. And it just, it changes your whole day. And for us, it's physical, right? Like, so we love our gym. We love our gym stuff. We love our gym related things, but anything that makes you happy, if you like to sew, if you like to, I don't know, cook, Mm -hmm. do it, learn as much as you can about it and get passionate about it and then share it. The most important thing is that, yeah, like I just want everyone to feel how I did at that soul cycle class in Boston. And you, it's funny because you say that, but then when you text me asking me questions about nutrition and I obviously happily answer, you're like, I'm really sorry I'm bothering you. Because I think that your services are important and I, I don't want you to ever feel that I'm taking advantage with, because yeah, I'm fucking lucky. I get to ask you and it's free. But then I also want to like limit my questions because even though we are such good friends, I want you to know that I respect your studies. So I appreciate that. But I think that there's a difference because I would happily give advice all day to someone who heeds it and applies it and appreciates it versus someone who is asking me because they can, but then they're going to do whatever the fuck they want anyway. Oh, I can see that. And so I have a, I mean, I have a lot of people. It's not just you. Like a lot of people in my life come to me asking for my opinion on certain quote unquote diets or, you know, how to get more protein in their diet or, you know, how to navigate a plant-based lifestyle or like whatever. And if you're a person who is going to like actually hear me when I talk to you, I'm, it's the, it's not a matter of discrediting my studies or monetizing my knowledge or anything like that. It's literally like I have this and I want to share it. Yeah. But if you're going to tell me, oh, I need to eat more protein and I'm going to tell you how you can get more protein in your diet and then you're going to go fucking eat a bowl of cereal, then fuck you. Yeah. You know? Don't waste my time. I think that um, obviously we both love the gym, but like your body comp is made in the kitchen and like your energy is made in the kitchen. And I've noticed that more now with mm-hmm. my macros changing. Mm-hmm. I'm like, dang, like I feel stronger. I feel leaner. I'm yeah. not as bloated. If you're working out every fucking day, but you're eating willy nilly, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you're working out or not. You might as well just not. For sure. Especially if your goal is to decrease body fat and increase lean muscle. It's, it's so, it's just so, so intertwined. And like what was really interesting to me and like part of the reason that I got into nutrition was just how food affects your actual emotions and your behavior and your outlook on things and how specific vitamin deficiencies can actually cause like health issues. And it's all so, so related. And that's what was the most fascinating to me. Of course, everyone knows that if you eat in a caloric deficit, you, you lose weight. But did you know that like a lack of, you know, certain vitamins can actually make you depressed? 
You know what I mean? I don't know if you heard about this kid recently. I think he was in the Dominican Republic, but he straight up refused to eat anything but junk food and he actually lost his vision from a oh lack of nutrients. God. Like it's real. I did read and that. When, and the fact of the matter is, is that we live in a society where there is more nutrient lists. Is that a word? It is now. Zero nutrient food than ever before. Yeah. And it's so easy to eat and get, not get any vitamins. Right. So it's like really important that like if you're going to want to go and have your, I mean, you know, I love a cookie. If you were going to want to have your cookie, you also have to like balance that out by getting your essential nutrients in other places. Yeah. So. Life is good, man. Life is good. I just think it's really important to be, like I said, just go for whatever like scares you and like whatever you're like, oh, I would love to do X, Y, and Z. I would love to be a chef. I would love to be an artist. Practice. Also, I have to caveat mm. that just because you're interested in nutrition or you want to change your eating habits or whatever, doesn't mean you have to like to cook. Yeah. Like, I don't really care about cooking. Like, I'm ne- I don't follow recipes. I hate fucking recipes. I think recipes are, like, so annoying. Why is... Why why do I have 72... A list of 72 ingredients to make, like, fucking herb chicken? Right. Come on. But you help me with that because, like, instead of overwhelming myself thinking that I have to make a recipe, you're just like, just make basics and then add flavoring to totally. it. Like, I've been living on, like, roasted chicken and then plain. Mm-hmm. And then just changing up like whatever sauces or whatever Mm -hmm. that I'm mixing into it. And that makes a difference because Mm -hmm. you're not eating the same shit all the time. Mm -hmm. I've been living for pork lately. You're having a pork moment? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. I've been making pork tenderloin in the the instant pot. And so I'll sear it. and you shred it. And then I'll slow cook it and shred it. And it's like, holy shit, I'm going to go eat some right now. I think I only have like maybe half a serving left. So I've got to like get creative. And just remember to like always keep your craft alive, I think. Yeah. You know, like for me, I get to change playlists and get to know. Yes. And that's such a good point because there are your class is booked because you care and you put the time in to make sure that you're doing new things and switching up the music and keeping it interesting and keeping your customers interested. Yeah. Like no one I, wants the same shit every day. Right. And I love food I, too. I love being at spin class. Like oh I love my God. I know. I just like, I like, am, I don't know if you Earthquake. hear the table Earthquake. shaking. Yeah. Cause I'm like super excited, but I have regulars, you know, I have regulars that listen to our podcast, my friends and their sisters, hey Christina and Sophia, Christina and Sophia. Like you guys are amazing. I went to Sophia's restaurant last night, but that's Sophia with an F. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. it is the Sophie, but is not in Heights. I went to the one in Inglewood. Oh, I don't think they're related. I wonder if they are. It was delicious. <laughs> I had the sea bass. It was freaking phenomenal. But <laughs> I had the sea bass. <laughs> but I just love that. Like you recognize faces, and then you like some it's community. Fun. Yeah, and then sometimes it's funny. Like I have this one woman that comes into my class, and I have some guys that come in. So I have to like tailor like my playlists. Like I had a rock playlist, and my the one woman came up to me. She's like. I didn't like this playlist. I'm like, well, Maddie, it wasn't for you, honey. So, yeah, <laughs> but she's like, nice. It wasn't Can't like, please everybody. Yeah. But you know, like when you're passionate about something, it shows. Yeah. And if you are passionate about it, just fucking go for it and like do your thing and, mm-hmm. and share what you love with people because that's how people learn. And then they get inspired. Like 
I have people that come to me that are like, oh my God, like I started spinning and now like I can't stop because I love your class so much that are there all the time. And I'm like, yes, that's what I want. I want you to know that you can, I like yell crazy shit. I'm like, you can do hard things like during class, but it's because I believe it. And it's because I want you to take that and use it for your workout. And I also want you to take that and use it for your life and for work and for whatever you're struggling with. I want you to take and be like, no, fuck this. I can do hard things. Mm -hmm. You know, it doesn't have to be just physical. It can be emotional. I can get through whatever is difficult guys. This chick just goes across fucking platforms. I don't think she's going to stop talking. Um, so I'm going to cut her off and say that just because, um, you are, you want to learn more doesn't mean you have to go out and like get certified and like pay money and like be teaching other people things. There are tons of resources that are free or very um, affordable yeah. that you can help build your knowledge base on. And if you guys have any questions, ask specific us. questions about getting certified. Um, yeah. Like, you know where to find us. And if you don't, I'm about to tell you <laughs> want to vibe on Facebook. Want to vibe tribe is our um, private Facebook. Group. Yeah. So ask to be in it. Want to vibe podcast on Instagram. Isa is Isabel Louise underscore on Instagram. I'm the balanced rebel. And please, if you feel so called, take two seconds, rate, review, subscribe, mm-hmm. iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google play, Podbean, wherever you feel like Stitcher. the wind takes you. Did we say that? I said Stitcher. Dang, you're good. You weren't listening to me. No. We love you guys so much. Thanks guys. Thank you.